Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. When it comes to immigration, so many D.C. politicians and talking heads are focused on where migrants are being relocated or why this other border is open. But the, the question that so many Americans are actually asking is this is part of our history. We are a nation of immigrants. Are we not focused on the right thing? Really interesting. Uh, late last week, there was uh, an article uh, on, at Reason magazine. Uh, Veronica Deruge, uh, who's a Ph.D. and a senior research fellow at the Mercatus Center in George, at George Mason University, uh, had a, an amazing piece that uh, talked about how most Americans say immigrants make the U.S. better. So why don't politicians do anything about it? And that is a grand question. Uh, really interesting. Uh, Veronica starts out uh, talking about how uh, at a time when the American economy could use more people, restrictions on immigration continue to trap a lot of unused talent in low-productivity countries. And we've talked about it on this show before. Uh, I still firmly, passionately believe that the vast majority of the uh, immigration issue in this country could be solved in an afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate because people agree. The problem is both the political parties raise so much money off of this, use this as a wedge issue, and try to use it to win elections and maintain power. But the American people believe that immigrants make the U.S. better. And uh, really pleased to have joining us now from the Mercatus Center, George Mason University, uh, uh, Vernick, uh, sorry, Vernick, I, I just slaughtered your name, uh, Deruja, who's a PhD there. Uh, great piece uh, in Reason. And let's talk about this in terms of how uh, we can benefit and why we should be rethinking or putting pressure on our politicians to actually start solving the problem when it comes to immigration. Yes, uh, let's let's do that. Um, so it's really interesting when I um, when I saw all these. I had to just to give you a little kind of idea of how I I uh, I thought about writing this column is that you know obviously there's been a lot of things and 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 the battles in newspapers over what uh, governors DeSantis and and Abbott did. And I've had friends over who were talking and disagreeing on, you know, what it meant. And in the course of this, I was 
noticing a very kind of um, kind of a lot of assumptions about immigrants, and one in particular that really, really bothers me. Uh, and that is that, in a way, because people who come here now have lower education than the average uh, population, basically somehow they don't have skills. And in fact, I have called these guys for a long time myself low-skilled immigrants. Mm. And so I wanted to actually kind of – I started this column because I wanted to actually get get, get a point across that had been – that has been kind of I, I've been kind of feeling was where we were wrongfully kind of labeling these people because right. first you can be you can be low skill but it doesn't mean you don't bring net value to the country and actually a lot of these low skill jobs while they may not have uh, they may not create the level of wealth that other jobs do when like you're like imagine you're like the next inventor of, you know, I don't know, like, like uh, the internet or whatever, right? It still, I mean, it, it still requires a lot of skills. If, if you're a line cook uh, the in, in, in a kitchen, even if there are five of you, that skills you're using all the time, you know, is, is it's, a, it's a real, real skill that yeah. most people don't have, cutting hairs, uh, even like, you know, mowing the lawn and, and doing there's there's just a lot of skills in people who are just now kind of labeled low skills. And again, I'm I'm uh, guilty of this. And so this is why I wrote this column. And in the process of this, I also went and looked at Gallup polls, uh, and I was so surprised to see that contrary to really the kind of the rhetoric, a lot of the rhetoric and a lot of the polarization on the issue of of, uh, of uh, immigration. You know, when you ask Americans since since twenty seven twenty fourteen for, I mean, over seventy percent of people say that immigration immigrants are a good thing. Yeah, a yeah. value added. And fifty over fifty percent of Americans don't want fewer immigrants. They want either the same level. Or they want more. Yeah, so important. Uh, this is a, a great piece. Uh, Veronique de Rouge, uh, is uh, has written this at Reason, and it's so important to get beyond the stereotypes of all of that. I also loved how in your uh, in your piece you pointed to the fact. Uh, I think one of your colleagues there at George Mason University talked about you know it, it's economics, mass consumption, mass production, all of those things uh, kind of are a, a positive uh, circle and cycle together. Uh, and there are ways to to do this in a way that is different beyond what the extremes of both political parties are are trying to turn this into. We'll have to. Yeah, to... no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're... I agree. Yeah, so we're uh, sorry. We're going to have to leave it there as we get ready to the to the bottom of the hour news. But uh, Veronique, I want to have you back to go into a deeper dive into all of the angles and aspects. I love that you went at this uh, in a way that was curious. Uh, and so surprising in terms of where the American people really are uh, and how we can start put that pressure on the politicians to actually solve the problem. Uh, But we'll go ahead and we'll step aside uh, for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, more inside sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was 
it's senseless and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.